Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 20th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled God is Faithful. I don't know if you know that, but I, I hope you do, that God is faithful. He is faithful to you. He is committed to you. He will never give up on you. He will never relax the grip that he has on you. And so we're dealing with that today. <music> in this series for a while. The Lord led me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and I'm going to read for you verses 1, 7 through 13, and then 16 through 18. Uh, There's so much in this passage, and I'm going to take my time as we go through it. We've covered, uh, I think, verses 1, 7, and 8. Today, we're going to deal with verse 9. The title of today's message is, We Can Withstand and Overcome Anything. This is a series within a series. This is part five, and the title of today's message is Dealing with persecution. As a born-again believer, we have to deal with persecution. So let's talk about it. So the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, I'm going to read all these verses for you, and then we'll get into the word. So beginning at verse 1, the Bible says, Now, it's because of God's mercy that we have been entrusted with the privilege of this new covenant ministry, and we will not quit or faint with weariness. I dealt with that already. That was good. We are like common clay jars that carry the glorious treasure within so that the immeasurable power will be seen as God's and not ours. Though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. At times, we don't even know what to do, but quitting is not an option. I dealt with that last week. This is what I'm going to deal with today. Verse 9, we are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, (laughs) but we're not knocked out. We continually share in the death of Jesus in our own body so that the resurrection life of Jesus will be revealed through our own humanity. We consider living to mean that we are constantly being handed over to death for Jesus' sake so that the life of Jesus will be revealed through our humanity. So then death is at work in us, but it releases life in you. We have the same spirit of faith that was described in the scriptures when it says, first I believed, then I spoke in faith. So we also believe and we speak in faith. So no wonder we don't give up. I mean, if we're going to speak the language of faith, doggone it, no No wonder we don't give up. For even though our outward man is gradually wearing out, our inner man is being renewed every single day. We see whatever we face right now as challenges. We see it as slight, short-lived troubles within the light of eternity. And we see our difficulties as the substance that produces for us an eternal weight of glory that is far beyond all comparison because we do not focus our attention on what is seen we're not glued to the news, glued to, to CNN and CNBC. No, no, we're, we're, we're not focusing on what is seen, but we are living off of the unseen. We are living off of a different reality for what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. All right. So I'm going to get through all of that in this series. I'm going to read it for you every day, though, because I want you to get that down in your heart. I need you to get that down in your heart. As the word of God goes through your eye gates when you're reading it, it gets down in your heart. As it goes through your ear gates when you're listening to it, it gets down in your heart. You need to get this passage down in your heart and meditate it. I'm telling you, it's going to build you up. So 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 9, I'm dealing today with persecution. We are persecuted by others, the Bible says, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but we are not knocked out. In 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3 and verse 12, Paul said, all who live godly shall suffer persecution. If you are a born again believer and you live godly, listen, the Bible says you're going to suffer persecution. So now let me get into the, the meat of the message. What does this mean for you 
today. I have three things to share with you. Really, I'm just going to break down this one verse, verse nine, and we're going to look at it in three, three portions, three chunks. You ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Number one, Paul said, we are persecuted by others. As a born again believer, you got to know that sometimes you're going to be persecuted by others. So what does persecution mean? What does persecution mean? Well, let's look at the definition from the Noah Webster Dictionary of the American Language from 1828. Um, so what does persecution mean? The Bible says to persecute. Now, this is the, you know, the, the, the definition back then. So to persecute, uh, this means to harass with unjust punishment or penalties for supposed offenses, to afflict or to destroy for an adherence to a particular creed or system of religious principles or particular mode of worship. In other words, people coming up against you because of what you believe, right? That's persecution. The word persecution then means to inflict pain or punishment or even death on others unjustly just for adhering to a religious creed or a mode of worship. And so, or compelling them to renounce their principles. So in other words, you feel persecution because people are trying to get you to stop believing what you believe. People don't like what you believe. People disagree with you and, and they don't, they don't align with you. And it's, it's almost like today people can't have a disagreement. People can't, 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 can't agree to disagree without being disagreeable. And so, so now there's a level of persecution. Now, Back in, in Paul's day, it was a whole nother level, though. The same misaligned energy that was focused towards Jesus that led to Jesus being crucified on the cross was then transferred over to those that, that named the name of Jesus. People were being crucified and, and, and killed and burnt alive, burnt at the stake or thrown into coliseums and, and lions and tigers were released and Christians were being eaten alive by animals and people were cheering all because they believed that there was a man who died and he rose again. His name is Jesus. And so, so today in 2021, of course, we don't, we don't face that type of persecution. There's a few places on the planet still where you could be killed for naming the name of Jesus, but those places, those are just a few places. For the most part, people that are watching this video, if you're watching this video, you have access to the internet, then you're probably not living in one of those places. So at the end of the day, what we face today is a different type of persecution. But let me just say this. If you want to experience the power that Jesus walked in, then you are going to face opposition in some form and you have to be okay with that. You may not experience what Jesus experienced. You may not experience what Paul experienced, but you are going to face opposition. It's just going to look a little bit different. So let me just kind of share with you what it looks like today. Like in today's society, you got people, well, let me say it this way. Today's society is so liberal that if you truly believe the Bible, like if you truly believe uh, you know, Jesus, if you believe the 66 books of the Bible and you really believe it, like, I mean, like, you know, like you live by this thing, you are living by every word that, that God speaks, then you're going to be accused in this society of being a bigot, <laughs> of being short-sighted and being closed-minded. And, and, and that's ridiculous to me. It's like, it's like, we can't look, I, I, I will respect whatever you believe, but I believe what I believe and I'm not going to change what I believe because you don't like it. And I, I mean, I, I literally saw this, this, uh, an anchor on CNN, um, who, whose lifestyle doesn't line up with the Bible. And he was saying that, that churches today are closed minded and people need to come up to 2021 and they need to kind of evolve and the Bible, you know, needs to kind of be evolved to today's society and that kind of thing. And that, that, you know, churches need to evolve and change with the times. If not, they're going to be left behind. 
Okay, listen, I, I appreciate you, sir. For look, I, I, If that's what you believe, go ahead. But get, let me help you out. The Bible ain't going to change. The, the Bible is the same. It's never going to change. Not one jot, not one tittle. So the world can pass away before the Bible is going to pass away. The word of God is not going to change. It says what it says. God said what he meant. He meant what he said. And so I'm not going to make excuses. I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, make concessions. I'm not going to compromise. No, I'm going to believe what the Bible says. Now, I'm going to love everybody and I'm appreciate everybody and I'm be respectful, but I'm not going to change what I believe. I'm not going to like, you know, no, no. And I know that in today's society, people in this cancel culture, you can be canceled for anything. Like, thankfully, you know, people that are public figures, they get canceled if they, if they publicly represent Jesus. And so, so let me just say this. The Bible says, let your light shine. If you have a platform, then God raised you up for the, to that platform. The Bible says, let your light shine. You, you're supposed to let the light shine. Don't dim the light because people may not like what the light says, or, or you don't dim the light because people may not like what the Bible says. At the end of the day, who are you going to please? You're going to be a God pleaser or man pleaser. You got to believe what you believe and don't make any excuses for it. Now, I'm not, I'm never disrespectful towards anybody. I love everybody. I appreciate everybody. Thank God for everybody. And thankfully, I've been able to witness to a lot of people. But one thing I'm not going to do is change what I believe. One thing I'm not going to do is compromise, you know, just to fit in. And so if you deny God or you compromise just to fit in, let me tell you something about this. Whatever you compromise to get, you're going to have to compromise to keep. Let me say that again. Whatever you compromise to get, you're going to have to compromise to keep. And so, so I know people, even like in, in the military, this happened to me uh, and in corporate America. I know that, that one of my mentors early on in my career said, hey, you know, when we go TDY, what you do is you hang out with the boss at the bar. This is where everything goes down. After 10 o'clock at night, after 11 o'clock at night, when we're knocking back a few beers, that's where everything goes down. And come on, Rick, you know, I know, I know, I know you're a church dude and all that, but this is kind of, you know, this is how you're going to move up. <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, well, man, look, if that's what it takes, uh, then I guess I'm never going to get promoted because I, I know what I believe and I'm not going to compromise who I am. I'm not going to compromise who I am for nothing. You know, I am what I am and I'm good with it. I'm okay with it. You got to be confident in who you are. You should be okay with who you are and, and never allow any, whatever you compromise to get, you're going to have to compromise to keep. So let me give you some, uh, some nuggets here as I close out this point, both power and prosperity are going to come with persecution. Let me, let me deal with power and prosperity. Power. If you want to walk in supernatural power, if you want to walk in the power to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover, the power of the Holy Ghost, then yeah, that's going to come with persecution because people criticize what they do not understand. And then prosperity. If you're going to be the man, the woman that God called you to be, and you're going to walk in your divine assignment, you're going to walk in your purpose, and you're going to maximize the one shot that you got, and, you, and you're going to maximize your purpose and potential while you're in the land of the living, then people are going to talk about you. Why? They're going to have your name in their mouth. That's just the reality. If you're doing anything of significant impact, people are going to talk about you. And let me just say this. If nobody's talking about you, then you're probably not doing anything of significance. At the end of the day, people criticize what they do not understand. So when you live in sync with heaven, you got to be okay with seeming like you're out of sync with sometimes with the people down here in this world. Do, 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 People have my name in their mouth? Yeah. Do people say that a lot of good things about Rick Pena? Yeah. But there's some people that say that Rick Pena, dude, he's a little bit different. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Why? Because I have to be in sync with heaven. I have to be who God has called me to be. I have to be led of the Holy Ghost. And I am not afraid of anything or anyone. I would rather be in sync with God than the other way around. Your purpose, and let me just say this about uh, opposition. Your purpose is going to attract favor, say favor. 
Your purpose is going to attract favor. That means that God is going to raise up people to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their money to help you in ways that you cannot help yourself. But your purpose is also going to attract opposition. And you got to be okay with that. If you, if you Remember, Jesus faced opposition. And if you get up every morning, look in the mirror and say, as Jesus is, so am I in this world, then guess what? People fought against Jesus. They're going to fight against you. But here's the good news. Their poison cannot stop your purpose. So don't even sweat it. You can pray for them in earnest. God, they don't even know what they're doing. They, they, if they knew any better, they would, they would leave me alone. If they knew any better, they wouldn't have my name in their mouth. Father, please. Like, like Jesus, when, when they were saying persecute him, Jesus like, Lord, Father, please forgive them. They don't even know what they're saying. If they knew any better, they would leave me alone. They wouldn't do that. But, but that's okay. And the reason why we could pray for them in earnest and pray that God would bless them anyway is because we know that their poison cannot stop our purpose. And so at the end of the day, you got to know that persecution is part of the package and that you, you're just going to keep pressing. You will become the man, the woman that God called you to be if you keep going. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, Paul went on to say, we're persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. Oh, that's the good news, right? I'm telling you that God has not forsaken you. I'm telling you that God loves you with an unconditional love. So God never promised that everything was going to be easy, right? At the end of the day, God never said, you know what? Things are going to be easy. No, he just promised to be with us every step of the way. As a born again believer, you know that you got to know that God is on you. And this is why I remind you all the time. God loves you. Right? I remind you all the time. God is committed to you. I remind you all the time, God will never give up on you. He will never relax the grip that he has on you, right? And so when you know that God is on you, in you, with you, and for you, God is faithful. This series is about God is faithful. Then you're able to face what the things that you have to face because you know that you're not facing it alone. You know that, that God is, is, is more committed to you than you're committed to you. you. You know that God will never turn his back on you. And so, so at the end of the day, when you know that God is faithful and he'll never give up on you and he's in you and on you and with you and for you, then you're able to face things that you never thought you could face. You're able to overcome challenges that without God, you would have never been able to overcome. Why? Because you know that God loves you. Say this, say, say God loves me. All right. Now I'm going to ask you to say it again. Say God loves me. All right. Now this is the third time you're going to get it. Say God loves me and I know it. Oh, this is it right there. When you know that God loves you and, and you know it, like I, I, a lot of times when I would preach in jail, I would say that I would say, God loves me. Say, say God loves me. And I would really drive that point home when some, I could see when they finally get it, God loves me despite what I did. What I did is not who I am. God, I've made so many mistakes, more mistakes than I want to remember, but God loves me. God loves me with an unconditional love. When you know that, that God has not forsaken you and he never will, and that you, you are God's beloved, say, I am God's beloved. You, say, you, you got to believe that you're God's favorite. Like you get up in the morning and say, man, I am God's child. God loves me. I'm God's favorite. I am God's beloved. God will never give up on me. I'm telling you, this is the stuff that builds you up where you feel like you can leap a tall building in a single bath. When you know God is on you and with you and for you and he loves you, my God, you feel like you can do anything. Say amen to that. All right, number three, and finally, let's close this out. Last thing Paul said in this one verse, this is all one verse today, verse nine. The Bible says, we may be knocked down, but we are not knocked out. So don't think, that the challenges you're facing, let's say you're facing challenges right now. A lot of us are, but if you're, if you're facing challenges right now, don't think that just because you're facing challenges, that means that you did something wrong. Actually, that could mean that you did everything right. 
as a believer, that, that could mean that you actually did something right, that you're doing things right, but you're still facing challenges. Why? Because the devil has a vote, right? I mean, at the end of the day, the enemy gets a vote. He's going to do everything that he can to derail you from your destiny. You could be in the center of God's will and still face opposition and still face challenges. But you got to be okay with that because you know that God is on you and in you and with you and for you. So if you're going to become the man, the woman that you're born to be, look at me. You got to develop the grit, the determination, the resolve to deal with setbacks and disappointments. As I close, let me just deal with setbacks and disappointments. Setbacks are a part of life. Like, you know, you, you, you wanted something and you wanted it. You had a timeline in your mind, you know, and you actually wrote it down. Maybe you put it on a PowerPoint slide like today or whatever. And so you have a timeline in your mind and, and, and you really wanted this to happen. And you, you decreed it and declared it. You believed it. You received it. You set your faith in agreement. Maybe you fasted all of that. And then, and then things didn't happen when you wanted them to happen. Like you had a setback. And these setbacks cause disappointment. Of course, I've been disappointed more, more times than I want to remember. But as a believer, you just got to push through it. If God said it, he's still going to do it. Like you can be delayed. You're not going to be denied. If God said it, he will bring it to pass. I mean, it, it, there's, no, there's no way God is not going to do what he said. It's just that your, your watch of expectation has to be in sync with God's clock of manifestation. And sometimes we're not in sync. Sometimes I wanted something. And, and it was just not the right time. And then later on, when God manifested, I actually wind up thanking God that he didn't give it to me when I wanted because it wasn't the right time. <laughs> and so he gave it to me at just the right time. And then, so let me just say this about the life of faith. One of the, the hardest things to do as a born again believer living by faith, you, you're trying to live by the Holy Ghost, live by the word of God. It, one of the hardest things to do is to manage expectations. Because you want to get your hopes up, right? Because as a believer, you want to get your hopes up. You want to get up and be like, you know, I, I have these great expectations. You want your hopes to be up. But at the same time, a lot of times we get our hopes up, but it's just the wrong time for it. And then when it doesn't happen at the right time or the time we want it, we have this tremendous disappointment. And if you're not careful, if you're not careful, that disappointment can lead to depression, right? I mean, like if you meditate and medicate on that disappointment, those thoughts of, of that thought of the disappointment can lead you to, to feelings of despair, disillusionment. And if you keep meditating on that, that could even lead to depression. That's why you could be born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, covered with the blood of Jesus and depressed. And so you don't want to do that. As a born again believer, you want to meditate on the right things. You want to listen, is our setbacks going to happen? Yeah. Is disappointment going to come? Yeah. But at the end of the day, the text says you can be knocked down but you will not be knocked out. Why? Because you keep going. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this, speak this over your life this morning. Lift up your voice and say, Father, I thank you for leading me to level up in this season. I level up by keeping my eyes fixed and focused on you. I know who I am. I believe what you believe about me. I'm not ashamed of being who you call me to be. I'm also not ashamed of you. I will never deny you, Father, and I will never deny what I believe. I also know that you will never disown me and you will never deny me. You are committed to me. Therefore, I am not moved by people's opinions. No one's poison can stop my purpose. I am loved by you.
you are committed to me and I am on the road to my destiny. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day on a, you know, on a daily basis, you get my notes and, and it's free. So please sign up. Also, please share this message on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. If this message was a blessing to you, then leave me some comments in the chat. Go right now, share this message on your social media. I love you. God loves you more. I will see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.